listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. Sapphire Planet. Venus is the second planet from the Sun. Orbiting it every 224.7 Earth days. The planet is named after Venus, the Roman goddess of love and beauty. After the moon, it is the brightest natural object in the night sky, reaching an apparent magnitude of minus 4.6. This is bright enough to cast shadows on the Earth. Because Venus is an inferior planet from Earth, it never appears to venture far from the Sun. Its clognation reaches a maximum of 47.8 degrees. Venus reaches its maximum brightness shortly before sunrise or shortly after sunset, for which reason it has been known as the morning star or the evening star. Venus is classified as a terrestrial planet and it's sometimes called Earth's sister planet owing to their similar size, gravity and bulk composition. Venus is covered with an opaque layer of highly reflective clouds of sulfuric acid, preventing its surface from being seen from space in visible light. Venus has the most dense atmosphere of all the terrestrial planets in the solar system, consisting of mostly carbon dioxide. The atmospheric pressure 
at the planet's surface is 92 times that of Earth. Venus has no carbon cycle to lock carbon back into rocks and surface features, nor does it seem to have any organic life to absorb it in biomass. Venus is believed by scientists to have previously possessed oceans, but these evaporated as the temperature rose owing to the runaway greenhouse effect. The water has most probably photo disassociated and because the lack of a planetary magnetic field, the free hydrogen has been swept into interplanetary space by the solar wind. Venus's surface is a dry desertscape with many slab-like rocks periodically refreshed by volcanism. Venus is one of the four solar terrestrial planets, meaning that, like Earth, it is a rocky body. In size and mass, it is very similar to the Earth and is often described as Earth's sister or twin. The diameter of Venus is 12,092 kilometers. This is only 650 kilometers less than the Earth, and its mass is 81.5% of the Earth's. Conditions on the Venusian surface differ radically from those on Earth, owing to its dense carbon dioxide atmosphere. The mass of the atmosphere of Venus is 96.5% carbon dioxide, with most of the remaining 3.5% being nitrogen. The Venusian surface was a subject of speculation until some of its secrets were revealed by planetary science in the 20th century. It was finally mapped in detail by Project Magellan in 1990-91. The ground shows evidence of extensive volcanism and the sulfur in the atmosphere may indicate that there have been some recent eruptions. About 80% of the Venusian surface is covered by smooth volcanic plains consisting of 70% plains with wrinkle ridges and 10% smooth or lobate plains. Two highland continents make up the rest of its surface area 
one lying in the planet's northern hemisphere and the other just south of the equator. The northern continent is called Ishtar Terra, after Ishtar, the Babylonian goddess of love, and is about the size of Australia. Maxwell Montes, the highest mountain on Venus, lies on Ishtar Terra. Its peak is 11 kilometers above the Vesuvian average surface elevation. The southern continent is called Aphrodite Terra, after the Greek goddess of love, and is the larger of the two highland regions at roughly the size of South America. A network of fractures and faults covers much of this area. The absence of evidence of lava flow accompanying any of the visible caldera remains an enigma. The planet has few impact craters, demonstrating the surface is relatively young, approximately 300 to 600 million years old. In addition to the impact craters, mountains and valleys commonly found on rocky planets Venus has a number of unique surface features. Among these are flat-top volcanic features called phara, which look somewhat like pancakes and range in size from 20 to 50 kilometers across and 100 to 1,000 meters high. Radial star-like fracture systems called novae feature with both radial and concentric fractures resembling spider webs known as arachnoids and coronae circular rings of fractures surrounded by a depression these features are all volcanic in origin Most of Venus's surface features are named after historical and mythological women. Exceptions are Maxwell Montes, named after James Clerk Maxwell, and Highland regions Alpha Regio, Beta Regio, and Ovda Regio. The former three features were named before the current system was adopted by the International Astronomical Union, the body that oversees planetary nomenclature. The longitudes of physical features on Venus are expressed relative to its prime meridian. The original prime meridian passed through the radar bright spot at the center of the oval feature Eve located south of Alpha Regio. After the Venera missions were completed, the prime meridian was redefined to pass through the central peak in the crater 
Eridani. Much of the Venusian surface appears to have been sharped, shaped by volcanic activity. Venus has several times as many volcanoes as Earth and it possesses some 167 large volcanoes that are over 100 kilometers across. The only volcanic complex of this size on Earth is the Big Island of Hawaii. This is not because Venus is more volcanically active than Earth, but because its crust is older. Earth's crust is continually recycled by subduction at the boundaries of tectonic plates and has an average age of about 100 million years. While the Venusian surface is estimated to be 300 to 600 million years old. Several lines of evidence point to ongoing volcanic activity on Venus. During the Soviet Venera program, the Venera 11 and Venera 12 probes detected a constant stream of lightning and Venera 12 recorded a powerful clap of thunder soon after it landed. The European Space Agency's Venus Express recorded abundant lightning in the high atmosphere. While rainfall drives thunderstorms on Earth, there is no rainfall on the surface of Venus. Though it does rain sulfuric acid in the upper atmosphere, which evaporates around 25 kilometers above the surface. One possibility is ash from a volcanic eruption was generating the lightning. Another piece of evidence comes from the measurements of sulfur dioxide concentrations in the atmosphere, which were found to drop by a factor of 10 between 1978 and 1986. This may imply the levels had earlier been boosted by a large volcanic eruption. Almost a thousand impact craters on Venus are evenly distributed across its surface. On other cratered bodies, such as the Earth and the Moon, craters show a range of states of degradation. On the Moon, degradation is caused by subsequent impacts, while on Earth, it is caused by wind and rain erosion. On Venus, about 85% of the craters are in pristine condition. The number of craters together with their well-preserved conditions indicate the planet underwent a global resurfacing event about 300 to 600 million years ago, followed by a decay in volcanism. The Earth's crust is in continuous motion 
Venus is thought to be unable to sustain such a process. Without plate tectonics to dissipate heat from its mantle, Venus instead undergoes a cyclical process in which the mantle temperatures rise until they reach a critical level that weakens the crust. Then, over a period of about a hundred million years, subduction occurs on an enormous scale, completely recycling the crusts. Venusian craters range from 3 kilometers to 208 kilometers in diameter. No craters are smaller than 3 kilometers because of the effects of the dense atmosphere on incoming objects. Objects with less than a certain kinetic energy are slowed down so much by the atmosphere that they do not create an impact crater. Incoming projectiles less than 50 meters in diameter will fragment and burn up in the atmosphere before reaching the ground. Without seismic data or knowledge of its movement of inertia, little direct information is available about the internal structure and geochemistry of Venus. The similarity in size and density between Venus and Earth suggests they share a similar internal structure, a core, mantle, and crust. Like that of Earth, the Venusian core is at least partially liquid because the two planets have been cooling at about the same rate. The slightly smaller size of Venus suggests pressures are significantly lower in its deep interior than Earth's. The principal difference between the two planets is the lack of evidence for plate tectonics on Venus, possibly because its crust is too strong to subduct without water to make it less viscous. The result in reduced heat loss from the planet prevented from cooling and providing a likely explanation for its lack of internally generated magnetic field. Instead, Venus may lose its internal heat in a periodic major resurfacing event. Venus has an extremely dense atmosphere, which consists mainly of carbon dioxide and a small amount of nitrogen. The atmospheric mass is 93 times that of Earth's atmosphere, while the pressure at the planet's surface is about 92 times that at Earth's surface, a pressure equivalent to the depth of nearly one kilometer under the Earth's oceans. The density at the surface is 65 kilograms per meter cubed or 6.5% that of water. The CO2 rich atmosphere along with thick clouds of sulfur dioxide generates the strongest greenhouse effect in the solar system creating surface temperatures 
of over 460 degrees Celsius. This makes the Venusian surface hotter than Mercury's, which has a minimum surface temperature of minus 220 degrees Celsius and a maximum surface temperature of 420 degrees Celsius. Even though Venus is nearly twice Mercury's distance from the Sun and thus receives only 25% of Mercury's solar irradiance, the surface of Venus is much hotter because of the greenhouse effect in the atmosphere. Studies have suggested that billions of years ago, the Venusian atmosphere was much more like Earth than it is now, and that there were probably substantial quantities of liquid water on the surface. But a runaway greenhouse effect was caused by the evaporation of that original water, which generated a critical level of greenhouse gases in its atmosphere. Although the surface conditions on the planet are no longer hospitable to any Earth-like life that may have formed prior to this event, the possibility that a habitable niche still exists in the lower and middle cloud layers of Venus cannot yet be excluded. Thermal inertia and the transfer of heat by winds in the lower atmosphere means the temperature of the Venusian surface does not vary significantly between the night and day side, despite the planet's extremely slow rotation. Winds at the surface are slow, moving at a few kilometers per hour. But because of the high density of the atmosphere of the Venusian surface, they exert a significant amount of force against obstructions and transport dust and small stones across the surface. This alone would make it difficult for a human to walk through, even if he, the heat and lack of oxygen were not a problem. Above the dense CO2 layers are thick clouds consisting mainly of sulfur dioxide and sulfuric acid droplets. These clouds reflect and scatter about 90% of the sunlight that falls on them back into space and prevent visual observation of the Venusian surface. The permanent cloud cover means that although Venus is closer than Earth to the Sun, the Venusian surface is not as well lit. Strong 300 km per hour winds at the cloud tops circle the planet about every four to five Earth days. Venusian winds move up at to 60 times the speed of the planet's rotation, while Earth's fastest winds are only 10 to 20 percent of the Earth's rotation speed. The surface of Venus 
is effectively isothermal. It retains a constant temperature, not only between day and night, but between the equator and the poles. The planet's minute axial tilt, less than three degrees, compared with 23 degrees for Earth, also minimizes seasonal temperature variation. The only appreciable variation in temperature occurs with altitude. In 1995, the Magellan probe imaged a highly reflective substance at the tops of the highest mountain peaks that bore a strong resemblance to terrestrial snow. This substance arguably formed from a similar process to snow, albeit at a far higher temperature. Too volatile to condense on the surface, it rose in gas form to cooler, higher elevations, where it then fell as precipitation. The identity of the substance is not known with certainty, but speculation has ranged from elemental terrorillium to lead sulfide, also known as galena. The clouds of Venus are capable of producing lightning, much like the clouds of Earth. The existence of lightning has been controversial since the first suspected bursts were detected by the Soviet Venera probes in 2006-2007, Venus Express clearly detected Whistler mode waves, the signature of lightning. Their intermittent appearance indicated a pattern associated with weather activity. The lightning rate is at least half that of Earth. In 2007, the Venus Express probe discovered that a huge double atmospheric vortex exists at the south pole of the planet. Another discovery made by the Venus Express probe in 2011 is that an ozone layer exists high in the atmosphere of Venus. In 1967, Venera 4 found the Venusian magnetic field is much weaker than that of Earth. The magnetic field is induced by interactions between the ionosphere and the solar wind rather than by an internal dynamo in the core like the one inside the Earth. Venus's small induced magnetosphere provides negligible protection to the atmosphere against cosmic radiation. This radiation may result in cloud-to-cloud -cloud lightning discharges. The lack of an intrinsic magnetic field at Venus was surprising given its similar size to Earth and it was also expected to contain a dynamo at its core. 
A dynamo requires three things. A conducting liquid, rotation, and convection. The core is thought to be electrically conductive, and while its rotation is often thought to be too slow, simulations show it is adequate to produce a dynamo. This implies the dynamo is missing because of a lack of convection in the Venetian core. On Earth, convection occurs in the liquid outer layer of the core because the bottom of the liquid layer is much hotter than on top. On Venus, a global resurfacing event may have shut down plate tectonics and led to a reduced heat flux through the crust. This caused the mantle temperature to increase, thereby reducing the heat flux out of the core. As a result, no internal geodynamo is available to drive a magnetic field. Instead, the heat energy from the core is being used to reheat the crust. There are other possibilities. One possibility is Venus has no solid inner core, or its core is not currently cooling. So the entire liquid part of the core is approximately the same temperature. Another possibility is the core has already completely solidified. The state of the core is highly dependent on the concentration of sulfur which is unknown at present. The weak magnetosphere around Venus means the solar wind is interacting directly with the outer atmosphere of the planet. Here, ions of hydrogen and oxygen are being created by the disassociation of neutral molecules from the ultraviolet radiation. The solar wind then supplies energy that gives some of these ions sufficient velocity to escape the planet's gravity field. This erosion process results in the steady loss of low-mass hydrogen, helium, and oxygen ions, while higher-mass molecules, such as carbon dioxide, are more likely to be retained. Atmospheric erosion by the solar wind most probably led to the loss of the most of the planet's water during the first billion years after it formed. The erosion has increased the ratio of higher mass iridium to lower mass hydrogen in the atmosphere by a multiple of 150 times the ratio in the lower atmosphere. Venus orbits the Sun at an average distance of about 108 million kilometers. That's 67 million miles or about 0.7 astronomical units and completes an orbit every 224.7 days. 
although all planetary orbits are elliptical, Venus is the closest to circular, with an eccentricity of less than 0.01. When Venus lies between the Earth and the Sun, a position known as inferior conjunction, it makes the closest approach to Earth of any planet at the average distance of 41 million kilometers. The planet reaches inferior conjunction every 584 days on average. Owing to the decreasing eccentricity of Earth's orbit, the minimum distance would become greater over tens of thousands of years. All the planets in the solar system orbit the Sun in a counterclockwise direction as viewed from above the Sun's North Pole. Most planets also rotate on their axes in a counterclockwise direction, but Venus rotates clockwise, called retrograde rotation, once every 243 Earth days. By far the slowest rotation period of any major planet The equator of the Venusian surface rotates at 6.5 kilometers per hour, while on Earth the rotation speed at the equator is about 1,670 kilometers per hour. A Venusian serial day lasts longer than a Venusian year. 243 versus 224.7 Earth days. Because of this retrograde rotation, the length of a solar day on Venus is significantly shorter than a sidereal day. As a result of Venus's relatively long solar day, one Venusian year is about 1.92 Venusian days long. To an observer on the surface of Venus, the Sun would appear to rise in the west and set in the east, and the time from one sunrise to the next would be 116.75 Earth days, making the Venusian solar day shorter than Mercury's 176 Earth days. Venus may have formed from the solar nebula with a different rotation period, reaching to its current state because of the chaotic spin changes caused by planetary perforations and tidal effects on its dense atmosphere a change that would have occurred over the course of a billion years. The rotation period of Venus may represent an equilibrium state between tidal locking to the Sun's gravitation, which tends to slow rotation, and an atmospheric tide created by solar heating of the thick Venusian atmosphere. 
A curious aspect of the Venusian orbit and rotation period is the 584-day average interval between successive close approaches to the Earth is almost exactly equal to five Venusian solar days. However, the hypothesis of a spin-orbit renaissance with Earth has been discounted. Venus currently has no natural satellite, though the asteroid 202 VE presently maintains a quasi-orbital relationship with it. In the 17th century, Giovanni Cassini reported a moon orbiting Venus, which was named Neith, and numerous sightings were reported over the following 200 years, but most were determined to be stars in the vicinities. Studies of the model of the early solar system at the California Institute of Technology shows Venus likely had at least one moon created by a huge impact event billions of years ago. About 10 million years later, according to the study at Caltech, another impact reversed the planet's spin direction and caused the Venusian moon gradually to spiral inward until it collided and merged with the planet Venus. If later impacts created moons, these also were absorbed in the same way. An alternative explanation for the lack of satellites is the effects of strong solar tides, which can destabilize large satellites orbiting the inner terrestrial planets. Venus is always brighter than any other star, apart from the Sun. The greatest luminosity, apparent magnitude minus 4.9, occurs during crescent phase when it is near the Earth. Venus fades to about a magnitude minus 3 when it is backlit by the Sun. The planet is bright enough to be seen in the middle of the day when the sky is very clear. And the planet can easily be seen when the sun is low on the horizon. As in inferior planet, it always lies within about 47 degrees of the sun. Venus overtakes the Earth every 584 days as it orbits the Sun. As it does so, it changes from the evening star, visible after sunset, to the morning star, visible before sunrise. While Mercury, the other inferior planet, reaches a maximum elongation of only 28 degrees and is often difficult to discern in twilight, Venus is hard to miss when it's at its brightest. Its greater maximum elongation means it is visible in dark skies long after sunset. And the brightest point-like object in the sky, Venus is commonly misreported 
as an unidentified flying object. As it moves around its orbit, Venus displays a phase in telescopic view like those of the Moon. In the phases of Venus, the planet presents a small, full image when it's on the opposite side of the Sun. It shows a larger quarter phase when it's at its maximum elongation from the Sun and is at its brightest in the night sky and presents a much larger thin crest in telescopic views as it comes around the near side between the Earth and the Sun. Venus is at its largest and presents its new phase when it's between the Earth and the Sun. Its atmosphere can be seen in telescopes by the halo of light refracted around the planet. The Venusian orbit is slightly inclined relative to the Earth's orbit. Thus, when the planet passes between the Earth and the Sun, it usually does not cross the face of the Sun. Transits of Venus do occur when the planet's inferior conjunction coincides with its presence in the plane of the Earth's orbit. Transits of Venus occur in cycles of 243 years with the current pattern of transits being pairs of transits separated by eight years at intervals at about 105.5 years or 121.5 years, a pattern first discovered in 1639 by English astronomer Jeremiah Horrocks. The latest pair was June 8, 2004 and June 5th, 6, 2012. The transit could be watched live from many online outlets or observed locally with the right equipment and conditions. The preceding pair of transits occurred in December 1874 and December 1882. The following pair will occur in December 2117 and December 2125. Good luck with that. Historically, transits of Venus were important because they allowed astronomers to directly determine the size of the astronomical unit and hence the size of the solar system as shown by Harrux in 1639. Interestingly, Captain Cook's exploration of the east coast of Australia came after he sailed to Tahiti in 1768 to observe a transit of Venus. A long-standing mystery of Venus observations is the so-called 
ashen light. An apparent weak illumination of the dark side of the planet, seen when the planet is in its crescent phase. The first claimed observation of ashen light was made long ago as 1643, but the existence of the illumination has never been reliably confirmed. Observers have speculated it may result from electrical activity in the Venusian atmosphere, but it may be illusory, resulting from the psychological effect of observing a very bright crescent-shaped object. Venus was known to ancient civilizations both as the morning star and the evening star, names that reflect the early understanding that these were two separate objects. The Venus tablet of Amasuara, dated 1581 BC, shows the Babylonians un understood the two were a single object, referred to it in the tablet as the bright queen of the sky, and could support this view with detailed observations. The Greeks thought of the two as separate stars, named Phosphorus and Hesperus until the time of Pythagoras in the 6th century BC. The Romans designated the morning aspect of Venus as Lucifer, literally light bringer, and the evening aspect as Vesper. The first recorded observations of a transit of Venus was made by Jeremiah Horrocks on December 4th, 1639. By the way, that was also November 24th under the Julian calendar, which was being used on the Earth at that time. When the Italian physicist Galileo Galilei first observed the planet in the early 17th century. He found it shows phases, like the moon, varying from crescent to gibbonous to full and vice versa. When Venus is furthest from the sun in the sky, it shows a half phase, and when it is closest to the sun in the sky, it shows as a crescent or full phase. This could be possibly only if Venus orbited the Sun, and this was among the first observations to clearly contradict the Ptolemaic geocentric model that the solar system was concentric and centered on the Earth. The atmosphere of Venus was discovered in 1761 by Russian polymath Mikhail Lomonosov. Venus's atmosphere was observed in 1790 by German astronomer Johann Schroeder. Schroeder found that when the planet was a thin crescent, the cusps extended through more than 180 degrees. 
he correctly surmised that this was due to scattering of the sunlight in a dense atmosphere. Later, American astronomer Chester Smith Lyman observed a complete ring around the dark side of the planet when it was at inferior conjunction, providing further evidence for an atmosphere. The atmosphere complicated efforts to determine a rotation period for the planet, and observers such as Italian-born astronomer Giovanni Cassini and Schroeder incorrectly estimated periods of about 24 hours from the motions of markings on the planet's apparent surface. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet? Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.